It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all you amazing Mets fans. You're listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Mets your first listen every day. Locked On Mets is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Well, Clayton Kershaw reminded Mets fans of what they're missing with Justin Verlander on the IL. He was absolutely brilliant on Tuesday night, snapping the Mets' five-game winning streak. I'll discuss that game in the first segment. Uh, second segment, we'll get into the season so far for Tyler McGill and David Peterson as the Mets rotation continues to get battered by injuries, which is what we'll discuss in the final segment. Carlos Carrasco has hit the injured list. Before we get to any of that, though, I'm your host, Ryan Ficklestein. If you want to find any of my work, follow me on Twitter, at Ryan. You can also find some of my writing at JustBaseball.com, where I work as the managing editor. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more by visiting FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Now, it was a brutal game for the Mets on Tuesday night, but it's one of those games where you simply tip your cap because even though you can look at the box score and say, oh my God, the Mets only had four hits and they didn't draw a single walk, Clayton Kershaw was insane. Okay, Clayton Kershaw was vintage tonight. He is... First ballot Hall of Famer, and he showed it. Went out, struck out nine, gave up three hits, two of them in that final inning. Didn't even get to a three ball count until that seventh. And, you know, Mark Canna did a remarkable job to battle him and to get a knock. And then Jeff McNeil, you know, first pinch hunting, if I'm not mistaken. He gets a hit on a fastball that didn't have a lot of velocity to it. Not that Kershaw is throwing hard anymore, but he's just mixing sliders and curveballs, and he's painting, and he's just unbelievable out there. And he gets to a point where it's a you know situation with runners on first and third, and two outs, and Tommy fams up, and Dave Roberts lets him pitch through it. He was uh, you know over a hundred pitches going up against. Tommy Pham, and I'll give Tommy Pham credit. It, it really wasn't a bad at-bat at the end of that game. That was kind of the one inning, I guess, that you look at and say the Mets were flirting with something offensively where you really thought, okay, maybe this game changes. Maybe the momentum can shift. And, and Tommy Pham, to his credit, you know, spit on a couple bad pitches, got ahead 2-0, a um, couple called strikes, so evens up the count at 2-2. A really good curveball, I thought, from Kershaw that, you know, Fam is able to look at. So he kept the bat in the shoulder and got himself into a full count and thought that this was finally the pitch that Kershaw was going to attack the zone. And he just threw a perfect slider right outside of it and Fam swung through it. And there you go. Big, big strikeout. And Clayton Kershaw roared coming off the mound. And that was your ball game. And there's really not much else to discuss in this one, as far as the offense is concerned, uh, just a rough night. A rough night altogether, and you know Kershaw really did just flat-out dominate. It makes you miss the Mets' first ballot Hall of Famers. You know, you see Scherzer, but he's 
not quite himself just yet, and you're still waiting for Verlander to make his debut. And I think you feel it a little more on a night like this where Clayton Kershaw was just ridiculous. But uh, there was a, a solid performance to discuss, and that was Tyler McGill. I think you got to give him credit. I mean, look, uh, overall, it was a lot of traffic. Seven hits allowed, four walks, but he found his way through it. So we, we give him... Uh, some props on that one. That's a tough lineup to go up against, even with Mookie Betts on paternity leave helping the Mets a little bit. Honestly, you kind of think that they got a better chance to take this last game of the series uh, as well because Betts won't be available to the Dodgers. But, you know, McGill, he had trouble with one hitter in particular tonight. It was J.D. Martinez. Uh, Martinez hit a two-run homer in the first inning, then hit a solo shot in the third, and that was the damage that he allowed in this game. You know, he gave up a hit to Freddie Freeman before that that two-run shot, um, you know, to Martinez. Comes out of that, ends up walking Max Muncy, but strands him. Uh, you know, second inning comes around. He was 1-2-3, goes to the third, gets the first two guys out. Then Martinez hits the homer, walked Muncy again, gave up a base hit. There was some bad defense on that play, but and McGill was able to strand those runners. And then you get to the fourth inning, he worked around a walk and a base hit, stranded a couple more. And then in the fifth inning, it got really dicey. J.D. Martinez led things off with a base hit. Max Muncy, who also kind of killed him as far as getting on base, he got a knock. So suddenly you got two runners on, no outs, and the Mets are trying to get some length out of their starting pitching because they just haven't had it throughout the season. So you want to get at least five from him. He's able to get Jason Hayward out. Uh, he walks Miguel Vargas, but a big-time strikeout over David Peralta. Not that Peralta's been great this year, but still, big strikeout for McGill, and then he gets a flyout to get out of the jam. So uh, I think overall what we're seeing so far from McGill is a lot that we like. Okay, Four starts, he's pitching to a 3 ERA. If he did that all season, you'd love it. Um, overall, I think there are a couple of things that are concerning to me. Uh, I think it's interesting to always compare him and David Peterson, and maybe we'll do that in a minute because I think everyone would tell you that McGill's having a better season this year, and the numbers do back that up. But the thing about Tyler McGill that I'm concerned about is there are a lot of base runners in some of these games. There have still been walks, so it's something to to monitor. I want to kind of look at the season those two guys have had, McGill and Peterson, in just a minute. And also bring into context the Carlos Carrasco injury because this is a Mets team that is really searching for answers right now. And um, you need these guys to continue to step up, or I guess for McGill's case, to continue to step up for Peterson to step up more uh, in the absence of some of the frontline pitching that you're not getting. So we're going to go through what is a complicated situation in the Mets rotation just a minute. Before we do, though, for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay's guaranteed fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. New game day shirt? Boom. Cashback. Food for the tailgate? 
Boom, cash back. Even buying around can earn you cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. In sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the win, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Did I mention there are no fees, period? This one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. When we look at Tyler McGill's season so far, he has been very solid. I don't think he's quite been the dominant guy he was last year in April, but he's been very, very good. Uh, First starting against the Marlins, gave up two over five innings pitch, did strike out seven there. Second time out, only three hits, allowed two walks, struck out three, but did not allow a run over six. Faced the Padres and kept them at bay, only allowed two runs on three hits, Uh, three walks in that one, three strikeouts, but navigated it, and then this one. Seven hits allowed, three earned runs, two home runs, both to J.D. Martinez, walked four, four strikeouts. But, I mean, wasn't getting destroyed, didn't have a start where he gave up, you know, more than three runs, and that's what he's done all season. So you got to give him a lot of credit for that. But the thing that concerns me when I look at Tyler McGill, he has 17 strikeouts in 21 innings, but he has 11 walks. It's a lot of walks. He's also given up 19 hits. So then you look at his whip right now. It's at 1.43. That's playing with fire. You know, he's given up almost a a runner and a half per inning. That's a a dangerous game to play. So it's not to say that I'm knocking McGill because I think he's done a great job. He's making his pitches and he can hang. I just am getting concerned with him getting bumped up and up and up spots in this rotation right now. What do you call him? The three if Peterson's not pitching well? Because it's maybe Scherzer, Sanga, McGill, Peterson if you're just ranking by order of not only what they've done this year, but obviously I'm ranking Scherzer first because he's got to be the ace of this team. Carrasco has not pitched well. He's now on the IL. We'll get to that in the next segment. But you know now you're starting to get to a point where Budo might be getting more starts. Or is Joey Lucchese going to get the call? And you know, if Tyler McGill has a spot in this rotation, is he going to keep this up? Or is some of that batted ball luck going to go the other way on him a little bit? It's certainly a distinct possibility. The advanced metrics of baseball savant don't love him right now. The expected batting average, the expected slug, how he's getting barreled. So we'll see. You know, it's a lot of these different peripherals and things we're looking at. And, and we're trying to you know put together a picture of who the guy is. And you look at the ERA and you say it's great, but you also are trying to predict future performance. And I'm not sure if he is going to continue to pitch to a three ERA and below. I think there might be some regression to the mean, but I still think he's going to be a good pitcher. David Peterson's a guy that intrigues me because he has the strikeout stuff, because they're swing and miss there. But at the same time, I just discussed a whip. Look at David Peterson's whip this year, 1.65. So even though I... Love me some David Peterson. I've been on the Peterson bandwagon, and I'm kind of dying on the hill right now. He gave up eight hits to the Marlins in his first start. Found his way through it by only allowing one run, but still, a lot of base runners. Gave up five hits against the Brewers. Great team that he faced. He certainly had a much tougher slate than McGill has because McGill got the Marlins twice. 
The Brewers were a team that McGill got to avoid, and Peterson certainly didn't. Uh, but still, he walked five against that Brewers team. Then you have start against the Padres. Six hits allowed, walked two, gave up you know, just the two runs and five and two-thirds. It was a solid outing for him, but you know, still a lot of traffic on the bases for Peterson. I, I like the consistent strikeout numbers. Um, I like the fact that he's only walked seven on the year. Uh, and 15 and two-thirds, but he's got to put up better numbers. And that start against the Dodgers, while I was giving him some credit you know, for getting through six, still gave up six runs, and that's just unacceptable. So with these two guys in the rotation, you know, you need one of them or both of them to be even more. And if not them, then who? This is where Justin Verlander has to come back to this team soon because – you know, they're struggling a bit. You know, they continue to have to cycle guys in and out of that bullpen because they're often asking these guys that come up to pitch and give them two innings and then they burn them. And that's kind of the name of the game in April and really throughout the season nowadays. We always see, you know, the seventh and eighth spot of the bullpen is just always in flux. But at the same time, these guys are taxed and we're not seeing anybody give this team length. They need Max Scherzer in this start on Wednesday to go out and give him seven. And seven strong. You know, watching what Clayton Kershaw just did, the Mets need that type of a start for Max Scherzer. They need him to go out, allow just two hits, you know, not have a three ball count all day, carve through a Dodgers lineup that, granted, is pretty solid, but make his way through seven, eight innings and, and just. Give that staff a breather, particularly now with Carlos Carrasco out, heading into a four-game series that begins on Thursday in San Francisco. This road trip does not get any easier, even though the Giants are uh, you know, a team that I think the Mets obviously can, can beat up on a little bit more than a Dodgers ball club. It's still a team that's got quality MLB, MLB players up and down the roster uh, that, you know, when I'll see if they, they face Logan Webb, but... They always find a way to, to have a pretty decent bullpen, even if the rotation, I don't think, has been great so far. It's still going to be a slog of four games for this Mets team, especially if you got a Budo starting now in Carrasco's place, and you don't know what you're going to get from that. The Mets are, are really hurting right now in this rotation, and even though Carrasco wasn't pitching well to lose another arm, that just eats into the depth even more. I want to discuss what happened there with Carrasco Wise on the IL and how they overcome it. We'll get to that in just a minute. First, though, today's episode is, all, is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. I love this game, okay? I, I get to live out my dreams of being an MLB GM every day when I pull out my phone and play. I can manage every strategic aspect of my team, which is what I love so much. I play through a season, get to lead the team to glory you can hire coaches and staff, manage team finances, scout and draft players, manage difficult personalities, navigate your franchise through free agency and all the ups and downs of a season. All of this in a challenging realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free and playable offline so you can play on the go as you want, when you want. Once downloaded, you don't need Wi-Fi to play. It's all there for you in app play. Locked on Mets listeners are going to get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure you check it out. Down the game, 
Just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up on app stores. That's probaseballgm.com. Check out Ultimate Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. All right, so Carlos Carrasco joins Justin Verlander and Jose Quintana on the injured list. He is retroactive, a 15-day IL. This is back to April 16th, but apparently he was throwing a side session, felt some soreness in his elbow. They got it checked out, saw some inflammation. Um, Bottom line, he is going to go back to New York and wait this thing out. Then I'd imagine you get... A rehab stint. This could be a good thing for Carrasco, I think, to reset his season a little bit. To to get him off the roster, to have him take a breather, to get his arm uh, in a good place. But still, at the same time, you're down a- another pitcher. And that is depth that you know, you're really starting to eat into as Jose Budo is maybe the guy. And part of this could be the fact that he threw the ball well and you just decide, all right, let's let him get another opportunity. Let's put Carrasco on ice right now. But we never expected the rotation to have David Peterson, Tyler McGill, and Jose Budo taking turns at the same time. So (laughs) this is certainly not going as planned. And that's why you need more from Scherzer. And that's why you're hoping you get Verlander back sooner than later. How much of this season is he going to miss? It seems like he's going to miss all of April. When in May are we going to see him? Right now, it seems like he is slated to make his first rehab start. Uh, April 28th, I guess, is the plan. Then how many rehab starts does he need? Does he need two or three? Or is he going to be able to ramp up quickly to... 60 pitches. I don't know how fast you can get him up. And I do believe that, you know, 75, 80 pitches of Verlander is better than whatever the the alternative is, whether it's Budo or Lucchese. So hopefully um, they get him back in short order, even if he's not 100 pitches. But it's a waiting game right now. And it's a game that the Mets are going to really have to just try to buy time on because, even though I'm not hitting the panic button on the season or anything by any stretch of the imagination, it does concern me when you know Carrasco wasn't throwing the ball well. McGill and Peterson, you can poke holes in both of their seasons. Peterson, obviously, based on the stats. McGill, based on all the traffic. And you know, while Sanga looks great, he's still an unproven commodity that you expect at some point this year to face some bumps in, in the road. So... We'll see if he can stay hot the way he has at the beginning of this season, but this Mets staff is not looking as dominant as we expected heading into the year. And you know, if you don't have good starting pitching, it's going to be hard to to keep up with a Braves team that freaking wins every damn day. But that's a story for another one. Um, as always, thank you for listening. Make sure you follow, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Finkelstein Ryan. Thank you for making Locked On Mets your first listen every day. I appreciate all of you everydayers on tomorrow's show, breaking down the final game of this series, hoping Scherzer can deliver a win for the Mets. You get to see Noah Syndergaard pitch, so that's going to be fun in an afternoon game. 
Uh, and then, you know, we'll we'll get you ready for what lies ahead as the Mets are set to take on the Giants for four over the weekend. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 